Hello, it's me, Pastor Malcolm, and welcome to our prayers and reflections for Sunday 26th of April at Black Horse Road Baptist Church. So how are you? It's been a tough few weeks, I know, but as we come to worship God now, he is with you, even in the comfort of your home. So let us begin with prayer. Almighty God, we thank you that you are with us and that we are not alone. We praise you for your love and faithfulness towards us. We give you thanks for every sign of your blessing on our lives. Father God, we lift up to you those who are suffering at this time, those who are sick, those who are bereaved. We lift our eyes to you for help and we pray that you would carry us through this time. Father God, we pray against this virus, that it would pass that vaccines and treatments would be effective and that we would be set free from its hold over us. We pray also for those who are serving us, those in government, those in the health service, those working in supermarkets and so on. Keep them in good health, we pray. Provide all that they need and may this time pass quickly. Come Holy Spirit and fill us afresh that we might know your peace in troubled times and have hope for the days to come. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Our reflections today are from 1 Peter chapter 4 and I'm going to read just verses 7 and 8. Peter writes, The end of all things is near. Therefore be alert and of sober mind, so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Back in January and February, I was writing up the notes for our sermon series on 1 Peter. And as I considered this chapter um, in 1 Peter chapter 4, I wrote this. Imagine persecution has come in a big way to the UK and Christians are no longer allowed to worship openly. In fact, the government has seized our church building and locked it up so we no longer have access. In the context of 1 Peter chapter 4, I wanted us to imagine the fate of persecuted Christians around the world who experienced this week in and week out and feared for their lives. Christians in places like China and Iran who are prevented from meeting together in public places and have to find other ways to connect with each other. But who would have thought that just a month or so later our church building would in fact be closed on the orders of our government here in the UK? The coronavirus has prevented us from meeting together and no one can argue with a virus. But here's the thing. We often say that the church is not the building, the church is the people. Here was our opportunity to test that out and to our credit, even without our building, church has carried on as before. Yes, we miss out on meeting together, but we could pray and read the Bible at home. We could talk to each other over the phone or through the internet and we could continue to help each other out in practical ways. Church life carries on just as it does in countries where Christians have been persecuted. We adapt, we do things differently, 
but the flame is not extinguished. The light never goes out. Our church building is a very useful place for us to meet, a place to call our spiritual home. But it is our love for Christ and for one another which binds us together. John Fawcett, a Baptist minister from the 18th century, had been at Waynesgate Chapel in West Yorkshire for seven years. It was a small church where he received only a meagre salary and he had been called to serve at a larger church in London. But when the time came to leave and the congregation gathered to say farewell, the story goes that John's wife, Mrs Fawcett, looked around at the sad faces of the people and cried, John, I cannot bear to leave. I know not how to go. To which her husband replied, nor can I either. And so they decided to stay. John Fawcett later wrote a hymn of which the first verse goes some of you uh, like this. Some of you might know it. Blessed be the tie that binds our hearts in Christian love. The fellowship of kindred minds is like to that above. In 1 Peter we read, above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Above all, says Peter, above everything, be committed to loving one another in a way that only Christians can. We are a forgiven people, but not a perfect people. Our sins are cleansed through the blood of Christ, but our imperfections will continue to be a burden to others. Without love, love that goes the extra mile, we will frustrate and exasperate one another. So we need the kind of love for one another which covers our sins. Of course, Peter may well have remembered Jesus' emphasis on love when he said, Everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another, as in John 13, verse 35. And the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 13 wrote this, And now these three remain, faith, hope and love. But the greatest of these is love. You see our faith in Christ and our hope for the future will sustain us during this coronavirus crisis. We know that our lives are in God's hands, in God we trust. But when it is over we will come back together again with joy in our hearts because we love God and we love each other. We may feel at times when we rub each other up the wrong way that we can't live with each other in the church. But one thing we will have definitely learnt during this time of forced separation is that we can't live without each other either. Amen. May God bless his word to us. And so let's finish with prayer. Lord Jesus, my saviour and friend. Thank you that in your love for your disciples and your love for the people you met in the streets, you changed lives. And thank you, Lord, for the way that your love has changed my life too. And so we ask, Lord Jesus, help me to love you and trust you without reservation. Help me to love my neighbour without conditions. Let my life display the wonders of your love. In Jesus' name. Amen.
I want to thank you for listening in today and may God bless you in every way. Goodbye for now.